hello and welcome to episode 25, 24, one of those two. I think I you're think. right, 25. Very nice. Woohoo! 25. Yeah, welcome to episode 25 uh, of Hemming and Hawing. As always, it is Brett and Sean. Sean, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm happy you're bringing the energy, and I am feeling good coming off my trip from Seattle. Very nice. Of course, bring the energy. I did take a, I drank a Red Bull about two hours ago, so I'm feeling good. Ooh. Yeah, riding it out. You have to, you have to. But uh, how was, how was the trip? What were the highlights? How's the brother? All good, all good. Um, the highlights was actually getting to use my vaccination card for something. That's what we all want to do. <laughs> Thank God, thank God. That's such a good, that's such a good societal thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt uh, much more of a community, you know. We all obviously cared for each other there. Um, <clears throat> now we, yeah, we yeah, yeah, yeah. Those who do not advocate for that uh, want the death of all. Right, obviously. One or the other. Uh, we had a ton of really good food. Binary options. Yeah. We went to a lot of good restaurants. Okay. Got to hang out, hit some breweries, went on a hike, uh, saw a beautiful nice. mountain lake, and That's awesome. tore up my calves and knees, okay. but it was well worth it. How, did you fall? No, just uh, my calves have been sore for like three days, <laughs> which shows oh, you fair enough. how much I'm uh, working them out. Fair but, enough. But okay, yeah. nice. A, a wonderful trip, and your brother's doing well? Yeah, he's doing good. He uh, was happy to have us there and show us around, and we got to see his beautiful Amazon building that he works at now. Yeah, it's good. For them? What was that? What does he do over at Amazon? Uh, he works uh, with their AWS department. Um, beyond that, oh, I don't okay, think I sure, can explain sure, sure. too much technically. I don't really know, to be honest, exactly what he does. But fair enough, completely fair. <laughs> <laughs> those things, uh, those things certainly uh, elude me. At least I have no, I have no concept of what needs to be done on the AWS side of things, or on any side of Amazon. As that, conceptually, a company that large is almost impossible to wrap my mind around. Yeah, you're telling me. I I almost don't even want to ask sometimes because I'm sure some of the answer is like, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are just like pushing papers around and not doing a whole lot once you get to be that big. But I have no idea how they have like them and Google and Facebook. But also, have, like, I mean, it's... efficiencies that must come with running an entity that large still being some of the most efficient companies on earth is kind of crazy yeah that is kind of crazy so they've got something figured no, it's out a, it's an interesting thing that they, they certainly have that they certainly have that <laughs> but all right nice. so you've uh you're returning to life as normal in um in florida in the land of the free with no vaccination passports <laughs> no we are very free here and we will continue to be under our glorious leader, Ron Ronald. He's a glorious leader indeed. 
Uh, Ron, <laughs> is his first name actually Ronald? Because it should be if it's not. I'm kind of losing you a little bit here. Uh, you are breaking up a bit. Bad connection here. Guys. Yeah, I I don't think that our audios are very linked up to start with, and yeah, I am. There's not even fucking corn out here, man. It's flat <laughs> fields and nothing. Soybeans. So you'd think cellular service would travel for eons, but perhaps not. <laughs> perhaps not. Well, I I can confirm. Or parsecs. Parsecs is perhaps parsecs. a better unit of measurement. <laughs> his uh his first name is in fact Ronald. Um, so that's Ronald lovely. DeSantis. That is lovely. All right, so nice. Love all that. So glad to be back. Yeah, glad to be back. Uh, feels nice. It sort of, it does sort of feel like home, coming back to Florida. So that feels nice. Yeah, that is a that is a good sense. You know, you've got a you've got some roots kind of figured out, something that you're consistent with, and you know, that's awesome. It was, uh, I've had an interesting, an interesting week of conversation, especially, uh, considering what our last talk was about. Uh-huh. So our last podcast, we discussed, you know, uh, like engaging with people, like just kind of engaging on social things in deeper conversation with, with friends slash people that we don't necessarily know that well. And I accidentally found myself doing that very thing probably two nights after we recorded. <laughs> it was, it got a little intense. And, uh, I don't think, I don't think the setting was necessarily perfect. We were at the bar, which is a fine setting, but there were a bunch of people around, like trying to be engaged in the conversation. And it was really hard. It was very hard to set the terms of the conversation we were trying to have uh -huh. in the sense of, like, what are we actually discussing here? Sure. So was it, uh, was it you and one, of the, one other person going at it, or how did this group dynamic work? It was, it was me and it was the two main players were me and a, a friend named Joe, and then there were uh, three kind of tertiary people. And I, they didn't, they didn't, they, my, they interjected occasionally, uh, but not, not super frequently. And I think it was generally more confusing when they did than when they didn't. Uh-huh. Hmm. It's a little frustrating, but kind of is what it is. What was the uh, topic that got so heated? Well... I would imagine that uh, if you ask both of us, we'd give you slightly different answers, which is the frustrating part. Uh-huh. So I, uh, I would say uh, the topic I was trying to discuss was, you know, an approach to, like, social issues in the sense of, like, 
he was he he wanted to talk about systemic racism and whether or not he believed in it, or like you know numbers of systemic racism and proof for it. Versus, I wanted to discuss a lovely grander, you know, like we obviously have racism, sexism, homophobia in society, and how do we affect change in those departments? Sure. Like I wasn't trying to discuss stats of fucking like police issues, whatever. I don't I don't really care, frankly. Like it's it's interesting if there are massive discrepancies. You can find numbers, I'm sure, on either side that say it's it is the case or it's not the case. What's much more interesting is to me at least is how can we actually create effective change that can end things like that well that can at least things like racism because I don't know if that can ever be ended necessarily yeah yeah I there's agree. always going to be some reason, you know uh, so you're sort of trying and to have a... I, I, was, I was yeah I was trying to express that I don't really fucking care about your grouping people together and I generally find it mildly offensive hello we're back for at least a small amount of time. <laughs> It'll change. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, what I was, and it, it all started from this situation. We were talking about John Gruden, and then he didn't think that context was significant. And, like, I'm not I'm not justifying anything John Gruden said other than maybe that Goodell is a, like, anti-football pussy. <laughs> I can get behind that. But, uh... But I think I just think that context is always going to be significant. And that's not to say that those words were ever appropriate. But also, like, it's a football situation in what he thought was a private setting. And he was probably joking around with friends, which, like, again, doesn't excuse the language. But there's certainly, I think, something to be said for private versus public. Uh, not to say that being a closet racist is better than being a public racist. <laughs> but, I don't know, it probably is. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it necessarily has to even be a comparison. But, uh, yeah, of course, context is going to be important. There's plenty of cases where things in private are appropriate, but things in public are not, and vice versa. Uh, it certainly doesn't yeah, and change I, I mean, like, it's the conclusion. Not... Like, yeah, those were stupid things to say, regardless of the context. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I mean, yeah, if you don't want to, if you don't want to face any kind of situation like this, you should perhaps choose your uh, verbiage more wisely, especially on a work email. Yes. But, <laughs> but it's a. Uh, I I think it's really. It's really hard for me to say that people can't change, and it's really hard for me to say that people can't improve. Uh, and I, I don't know. We got into a really weird like, well, why didn't he educate himself and then like apologize for it? And I said, well, I don't know if you necessarily need to apologize. Like, what you should say is, like, I realize that these words are wrong. I've grown since I used those words. 
and like my behavior since then and going forward has been better and has changed. Like all I can do is once I once I realize the I don't know whatever impact of these things and how kind of like shitty it is to say that like you think it's fucked up that a coach was quote unquote forced to hire queers. Uh-huh. Like once you realize how fucked up that is to say like I think you should be able to say like yeah that was fucked up. I didn't realize how like impactful that can be at the time, but now I've changed. Yeah. And that's not to say you have to assume that they like you automatically assume that the change is immediate. But I think that that like I don't know. We got into an interesting talk about, and now I'm rambling again. But we got into a talk about like, do you want to live in a grace in a graceful or a vengeful society? And I personally don't want to live in a vengeful society. Yeah. Definitely agree. But yeah, and then and then it came down to like, I basically said it was fucked up that he thinks it's appropriate to group black people together because of the color of their skin. Uh huh. Because I do think that, and I think I think most people don't realize that's what they're doing when they talk about groups of people. They're picking fucking demographic traits to group people by and say, okay, you've experienced these things because you look like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's a uh seems very similar to how racism works uh i think it most is, people uh, don't it, is, it does seem like those ideals hold hands at least yeah i don't think most people think about it just because it is like it's just been such a long tradition of that and like it originally started with or a lot of it started with uh you know white people being racist against other people by you know, claiming sure. this group is white and other people are not white and anyone who's not white. hundred percent. Like, and like racist, these yeah. whites are just worse whites because they're Catholic. Yeah, but you'd never call them white then, you know? Like Yeah. Like, no, what I meant was they're mixed, the Irish. <laughs> right, the Irish aren't white until, you know, we accept them and then, okay, now you count as white. Otherwise you'd call them the Irish. But, but yeah, it's just like gone on and on and on. And, you know, historically... It is, like, an interesting, like, sometimes it's appropriate to, you know, like, historically talk about, you know, black and white and this sort of thing, but it definitely feels, like, just very uneducated when someone starts just throwing, you know, all black people are like this around without really realizing And and no one ever says it quite like that. Yeah. But when you talk about the black experience, that's what you're saying. Yes. And... Yeah, there's no way you're going to get... And I, I, I reflected on it. But I, I reflected on it, and I realized what I should have said was, I don't think we're ever going to solve anything by continuing to emphasize our differences, because that always gives people an excuse to find differences and to judge based on those differences. Once we decide to say that those differences don't fucking matter, that's when we that's when we can actually succeed. When we say that like your skin color isn't actually a difference, like you're still just a fucking person, that's when we can actually make progress on these issues, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that circles us back to conversations we've had before about you know For the sure. difference between what action do we need to take now versus where do we want things to end up? But 
It does and it's, sound it's like... really hard because so many people are so well-intentioned too, you yeah. know, like it's not, it's never not well-intentioned and because, and I think it's hard to discuss a different point of view, even if I'm being well-intentioned with the words I'm, I'm using, it's hard to, it's hard to discuss a contrary view to a well-intentioned person because you're there, they're going to think that yours is malicious, you know, because they have the well-intentioned. Yes. Yeah. And it's hard to not sound almost like you're, you know, the teacher or the wiser one. Yeah, it's really yeah. hard to not be berating. Right. <laughs> Even though it is dumb. Like, what, what those people say is dumb, and you want to just say, like, you're being stupid. Stop treating people like they're not individuals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, uh, you have to be aware whenever, you know, that I always try to keep a lookout on myself for, like, a naive, well-intentioned attitude that is always going to basically lead me to say something not very well thought out because and i yeah i always try and keep myself in check once i start having that thought because it's you know like my ideas aren't perfect they always need work too so i don't think like it's it's i feel fucked up and like an asshole when i start to thinking that like what i've done is like perfect yeah they're like my thought process is right but you know what i would like to see someone dispute it in a reasonable way Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that is funny that uh, right after we talked about it, you found yourself in immediately, a immediately <laughs> threw myself into it. Yeah. And then, uh, and then last night, so we all, a bunch of people from the brewery, including the guy I had that conversation with, which I really do like him. He's a good ass dude. Uh, I just don't think he's very thoughtful in this regard, but it's fine. I'm, I'm just fucking around. Uh, <laughs> but we were at a diner, and I don't know how religion came up, but it's funny that, like, people our age are shocked when I, like, when I say something like, I'm a Christian, you know? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. an interesting, wild change in 30 years. <laughs> yeah, that, it's hilarious that, like, no one even imagines like, that uh, yeah, like it's not even a possibility right. that you could be like a believer in Christ uh-huh. <laughs> but so we were talking about like my experiences in Christianity and my like like where I fall as far as like the sect goes like which which group do I categorize myself oh, okay. in and I don't really and I don't really categorize myself in any one of them because I, mm. I don't know I'm still trying to figure it out you know yeah and where I started, I launched into this thing like, well, yeah, my issues with Catholics are, and I spoke for probably two minutes, and then this dude who was sitting at a at a table across from us with his girlfriend says like, excuse me, guys, can I interrupt? Like, I'm a Catholic scientist. Uh, so he's no a particle way. physicist that's like theologically trained. Oh, so like, yeah, yeah. He's he's a, he's a trained physicist, but then he also did like years of theology. Uh huh. And he, he, it was interesting, because we've talked about, like, my issues with their understanding of, like, faith and how logic justifies everything they do, so there's no need for faith. Right. So he, he explained that fairly well, but then he didn't really, he didn't really, uh, give me anything other than so I, I also told him where like I think that a lot of 
religious ceremony involves kind of denying Christ's love to, to masses of people. Sure. At least in my opinion. Like, like we talked about closed communion in, uh, in Lutheran settings. Mm-hmm. So where you can only get communion if you are uh, Lutheran, Lutheran, you know, it doesn't really sit well with me because I don't think Jesus was was dining with many people who believed exactly as they should, you know. Yeah. And I don't think God sent some doctrine that said, "Listen, guys, only these, only the people that believe the exact same things you do are willing, are deserving of my mm-hmm. grace." That's like the whole story of the Bible is like. Like, how is that? How is yeah, it's God and Jesus going right? around like, you guys are fucking up and you need to fix yourselves, <laughs> but we still care about you. Yeah, and, and I'll show you the way. Like, I can help you. Yeah. And I don't, and it, it just doesn't sit well with me that it, it's some, like, fucking pious approach that this earthly man gets to determine, like, who should and shouldn't receive sacrament weird. But I also like I don't it's not like I'm a theologian. I'm not a religious scholar. I don't really have the answers, but I've spoken with plenty of people and they haven't answered that question well. Hmm. Like why are your religious practices exclusive, you weirdo? Yeah. I mean there is a whole there is like this uh you know, there's tension between like you know, the Catholic Church as an institution and like Catholicism or Christianity and that that becomes very convoluted because like the catholic church is so central to catholicism and yet they have so many like blatant you know problems like that or like just you know massive hypocrisies in other areas and it becomes very complicated and yeah. no one's really willing to admit it either like i don't you really rarely meet someone who's religious who like can really go, you know, here are the problems with, you know, this group that I identify with, but I'm still, you know, on the whole, you know, on their team or whatever, which maybe is kind of why. Yeah, on balance, on balance with the group. <laughs> yeah, why people, you know, it might be better to just call yourself a Christian rather than, you know, Catholic or Lutheran or, you know, whatever else. And, like, if this is, if I end up having this conversation with Peter at the pearly gates, like I'll take my fucking chances. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You better have some good like, fucking answers. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like if you actually wanted, if, if Catholicism or like some super conservative Lutheran approach, like if that's the way to do this, then fucking explain it. Explain to me how that makes sense. Cause I don't really think it doesn't make sense with my understanding of like Christ's love. It doesn't square. Mm hmm. And I think it's really weird. But yeah, yeah, it's it's you gotta always consider the the organization and their desires to, you know, be wealthy and create exclusive clubs and all those sorts of things. It's 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 and and obviously like you have to insist that like like of course you have to insist that your way is right. You know. Yeah. Like, you have to. Otherwise, why would anyone do your things? Mm-hmm. But also, I don't think it's I don't think it's for earthly men to put rules down 
that they think are that they just decide are the way that they should be done. <laughs> Starting to sound a little Eastern philosophy, like <laughs> perhaps, like and maybe it's just you know, it was uh, we did a little bit of we dipped our toes in Buddhist philosophy in a couple classes, and yeah, I just I just don't fuck with these ideas that <laughs> you the man the the earthly man gets to decide these things that seem counterintuitive to sure a vengeful god but also an overwhelmingly loving one Mm -hmm. yeah it is it is pretty uh it's tough to to yeah to defend all of it and oh essentially impossible i don't i don't really see it yeah and you and and it always and you always have to try like you can never just be like yeah i don't really get it like why is that not an okay answer Well, that's yeah. that's pretty funny that someone stepped in and was willing to. Yeah, shout out Seth. I told the I told the dude I was like, I mean, hey man, your hat looks ridiculous. Which he was wearing a beanie in maybe the worst way possible. <laughs> he was, he, <laughs> like, picture like sophomore year Sam and Sam. worse. Yikes! <laughs> it was like it was like the front quarter of his hair was sticking out the front of it and was like styled and then the beanie was like kind of worn like a yarmulke oh wow <laughs> it was bad that's amazing <laughs> it was i i hated it so much <laughs> but yeah it was uh, it was really cool that someone was willing to you know interject with that conversation mm-hmm. and i appreciate that and i like he genuinely did provide good context but also you don't have to be a fucking stooge for your belief Right. Well, at least uh, the two of you got to, you know, have a few chuckles at all the heathens sitting around you, the non-believers. Amen. All those, all those uh, destined, all those headed south for the yes. for eternity. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Real bummer that they haven't come to see the light. Uh, truly, truly, because you know there is only one light, and <laughs> seven different options to get there. So choose wisely. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, That's... I don't know. It's I I enjoy those conversations in uh, public settings, even if they can get a little funky, a little weird. Yeah, it's you're definitely sort of just diving in blind a little bit, going into that conversation. You really never know where it's gonna go. A hundred percent, and I don't know enough about Catholicism to really engage in a theological Catholic debate. I just have questions. Uh huh. Yeah. It's, uh... But I don't know. So have you? Have you? Uh, have you scratched? Have you? Why, what am I trying to say here? You knocked the rust off that tool yet? Have you broken it out since our last conversation? No, no, I've not uh, engaged anyone in public. I don't. Uh... Do you think? Do you think that you will? Uh, do you think you'll wait for the perfect topic, or do you think it'll just kind of like spring up on you? Yeah, it could spring up on me. It's just not really ever a. Like, I don't think I'd be that guy. Like, it'd take me so much to, like, interject myself into a group of other people who are having a conversation. Like, you know, if, like, if me and Haley were out somewhere and, like, you know, a group of four people near us was talking about something, I don't think there's a single world where I'd just, yeah. like, go sit down and be like, hey, or I have some input. And that's, that's where I think people, is, like, 
very kind of like I, I might even go to the point of religious zealots kind of get off in those conversations because it's like oh he hates catholicism i'm a hardcore catholic let me explain why it's not that bad yeah i've seen a lot of that uh coming from the catholic church and i i really wanted to say but i couldn't make myself do it i really want to say okay yeah so so you're talking about the pope and how you know the really shitty popes have never actually written something that like from the the popple you know decree where it's actually considered holy <laughs> like he hasn't written from that seat sure but how about all the popes that just allowed like millennia of raping of boys to continue yeah like how about those guys because i bet things. they knew something i bet yeah. they knew something they were all bad people just or well not bad people but uh, complicated people who are not strictly good just like no and uh, a, fa- a blind eye to a uh, boy touching is a tough one for me to get behind. Very difficult. And to, like, you know, crusade level shit and, like, stuff like that. Like, for know, sure. Man. Yeah, a lot of shit's been justified in the name of every religion, and it's really wild when people try and justify that stuff. Uh-huh. Like, in today's day and age. It's, it's not like it's fucking 1205 anymore and we're sending the last people to the Holy War. No, this is 2021. And uh, let's talk about why these things are fucked up. All right. Stop uh, dancing frantically around everything and just uh, stare it in the face a little bit. And, I mean, yeah, to be fair, I could have been much more direct and said, how about the priests that rape boys? But Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't, didn't, that that felt a little heavy for the diner. Yeah, and maybe a little unfair to that person. Uh, Well, for sure, for sure. But I think I think it is uh, I think it is a fair thing to say. Are you honestly going to tell me that the popes didn't know anything about these goings ons? Because I don't believe you. Oh, I don't believe you for a second. That's complete nonsense. Yep. Yeah. So how do you how do you square that with a quote unquote protecting the church? Mm-hmm. You know they have to but, think about the long term. Yeah. But I don't know. It was uh, it was an interesting conversation, kind of thought compelling, which is always nice. Yeah, well, that sounds like uh, good conversations. And hey, you're, you're still friends with Joe and the rest of the gang, I'm assuming. So it's true. I I may have been described as a bigot once or twice, but <laughs> you know, if they, if they're not willing to kick me out for that, I would say they're a pretty decent group. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> but I don't know. It was a it was a it was a fun week, a decent uh, my certainly moderately entertaining. I got to meet uh, Sam's grandparents. That was odd. My my father called and the the connection just broke. But oh. uh, <laughs> I've got about ten minutes left. So, is there anything that you've seen in the last uh, the last week that you would like to discuss? My voice shall be heard. Yes, we are back. We are back. We are back. Let's go. Yes, but, yeah, is there anything <laughs> in the last week that uh, you found interesting or compelling that you'd like to discuss? I saw a lot of comments about Dave Chappelle's most recent special. I don't know if you've had <laughs> a chance to watch that. I have, I've yet to watch it. I've, uh, I've seen a lot of comments. I've heard a little bit of commentary. Uh, so, yeah, Dave Chappelle's wildly transphobic, right? Yeah, allegedly. I think it's all sort of just like just fake i don't know if anyone's actually mad at him 
I'm sure some people are mad just because, but uh, I don't know. It seems like it's sort of mostly fabricated. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. That does not that does not surprise me uh really one ounce, one bit. But uh, what were your nonsense. what were your thoughts on the special? It's pretty good. I don't actually know Dave Chappelle's comedy that well. Um like I watched a couple episodes of the Chappelle show more recently and I think I've seen one or two of his other specials, but really don't know him that well. So I've I've heard relative to Chappelle, this was like a uh, five or six out of ten. Mm. Yeah, it definitely wasn't. There weren't that many moments that I was really laughing hard. Sure. Um, but, but what did what? So okay, so the 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 peak of the issue though. So what were your thoughts on like the the trans comments or the approach there? I don't know. I'm not sure. I think he sort of did an all right job of just like being like, hey, I'm a pretty decent guy. In fact, a kind person who doesn't hate people and sort of just letting that sit in where it's like, yeah. Um, but I don't know. It, it definitely was very centered around like, you know, a history of his engagement and, you know, him in the press or whatever that I wasn't super privy to. So it okay. seemed like I was sort of missing some of the foundation of what he yeah, was playing like, off of. Did you know his relationship with the, uh, I believe, trans woman? Uh, he explained it. You... But, okay. Uh, yeah. So there's definitely that in there. And it was it was much more of like a heartfelt you know, like longer story, less like punchlines. Almost even like what it actually had me laughing is it was sort of reminded me a little bit of uh, like Nanette or whatever it's called by like that Gatsby comedian that everyone was freaking out about for a while. And like, uh, I'm not familiar, I don't think. You know, I think her name's Hannah Gatsby, but like she did this, she's like Australian or something. And, like, did this whole thing about being lesbian and, like, basically she did a special where it was, like, a lot of just, like, her expressing emotions and her frustration with the things she's had to go through in her life. And it was pretty funny overall. But it was, like, you know, a lot of people talked shit about it because it wasn't a traditional stand-up special and it was pretty controversial and this and that. And then, of course, she got popular, so she felt like she could throw her opinions around about everything and has since sort of fallen out of grace. I, you know, that's funny. Cause I actually saw something on Twitter about Hannah Gatsby quite literally yesterday. Hmm. And it was, uh, like a, a comedian that's familiar, like that generally runs in Chappelle's circle. And she, and Hannah Gatsby put this thing on Instagram. That was like, uh, now I have to deal with more of the hate and anger that Dave Chappelle's fan liked to unleash on me every time Dave gets $20 million to process his emotionally stunted worldview. <laughs> Fuck you and your amoral algorithm cult. And she, she ended with, like, I definitely didn't cross a line because you told the world there isn't one. And the girl that's like, runs in Chappelle's circle was like, correct, there isn't one. You're catching on. And that <laughs> I forgot that you hold the one true definition of stand-up and comedy. Sure. 
Yeah. She, Hannah Gatsby definitely, like, fully embraced the LGBTQ you want a little woke, defender. As they say? And, yeah, just went a little woke and has been trying to, her best to hoard all of the benefits of that. Well, it's, it's so weird because it's not like... It's like the classic saying, once you go black, you can't go back. <laughs> once you go woke, like, I don't... I don't even know. Like, I don't know how many of these people genuinely believe this stuff. But then, like, once you're in it, you are fucking in it. Oh, yeah. I think you're free. I think that's kind of what happened. Like, her first special, or I don't know if it was her first, but basically the one that went, you know, got her really big, like, was legitimately pretty funny. Like, yeah, it wasn't the traditional stand-up style, and, you know, it's not an all-time stand-up special, but, like, it seemed like she was sort of... You know, it kept like figured out how to be pretty funny. Like, yeah, and, like, if she had stayed, you know, like, if she had been cool about it, like, she probably could have been a brilliant cool, lesbian Hannah. comedian and, like, did not play it cool. And now it's just like, okay, yeah, well, now you're just a mean person far. on the internet. Yeah. Yeah, now you just suck. Right. And that's, I don't know. It's such an interesting ideology in the sense of, like, it doesn't matter how mean you are. It's a... I'll, tr- I'll try and talk softly. Uh, whisper, uh, careless whispers and sweet nothings into your ear. Uh, but it's just it's just an odd... It's an odd ideology that, like... You you can do such horrific... I mean, it's I guess it's not an odd, an odd ideology in the sense of, like, all ideologies kind of work this way. Ideologues have always been okay with justifying generally horrific things in the name of their ideology right yeah. in the name of their, their god crusade, but literally in their crusade yeah exactly <laughs> and it's just it's just odd that like how can you be so mean and so fucked up and so unaccepting in the name of like acceptance and like kindness mm-hmm. big turn i don't get it yeah and i don't i, I, I just really don't understand how it works yeah, I don't know. I, I agree. I, I, you just must get so sucked in. But uh, like, at what know. point have you lost the thread on like why you're doing this? Right, and lost complete self-reflection. On uh, yeah, and you and you this... you preach compassion, but compassion doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a it's an interesting thing, but and I don't I don't know when it ends, but I think. I don't know. I think we're in a. I I am generally more hopeful now in a, in a lot of social ways than I have been in a while. I've been hearing some more positive sentiments from other people too about uh, hmm. where they think some of this is going. But you know that works for me. Yeah, and I don't know if I'm just buying into the the aura of positivity currently, or if because <laughs> I'm trying to nail down the reasons why I feel like that. And I think I mean. There's only so many miles you can take after you've been given an inch, you know? Yeah. And I think we're reaching the breaking point on those things. Like, like more, I think more and more people are getting to the point where like, we can't live in such a fucked up convoluted society that attempts to, you know, demonize literally everyone for almost anything. Uh, it's, it makes it very hard to be 
feel good about yourself <laughs> safe yourself and i i does does it make people happy does it make people genuinely happy to not forgive because i don't think so at least i don't that's not my understanding of like my own happiness mm -hmm. when i'm in conflict like all i guess i guess there's like a really kind of twisted power of moral high ground mm. but it's a short term but that, uh, yeah yeah i agree like ultimately long term what's going to make you happier is yeah getting the fuck over it and and forgiving. doesn't it seem like you're constantly playing a game of russian roulette too mm -hmm. like the gun will go off at right. your head eventually Which like there is no makes, other ending to this that makes you very stressed out and frantic the whole time up to that yeah point. you'd have to think yeah and I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's odd to me that so many people choose, legitimately choose to live like that. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You know, like I, why? <laughs> I, I would, I would like to ask some of those people that in their, to their face, and see if the question even makes sense to them. Do you think you could have an honest answer? Like, do you think you could have an honest conversation about that? I, I don't know. I would think so but I'd, yeah probably not probably would be hard to get there like try to get someone to really sit down and look at their life and go like you know are you proud of the way you're behaving that's probably a hard question for most people to swallow and not get upset about for sure i mean it, it's almost it's certainly an impossible one to approach with an open mind generally yeah. in the sense of like yeah, like I, I've ju I'm justifying these behaviors, so I must not have that big of an issue with it. But <laughs> like to generate, I don't know, to generate a moment of reflection, like what does that require? Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably more than one interaction. Probably have to sit with them for a bit. And... Yeah, you'd probably have to have a, a bona fide relationship. But yeah, like, do you think asking those questions would just get people to turn like to turn off on you? I don't, know. I don't know. I don't think so, because I think it's it's like such a strange, like something that they don't probably get asked very often, and like probably would be very strange to them, and like not uh, their typical, you know, it's not like the typical input that they've conditioned themselves to respond wildly to. Yeah, but it's kind of it's kind of it's it's really weird and mildly upsetting, even though I I have no problem participating in this way, even though it does kind of stress me out. Like you have to gain a certain amount of social capital to get to the point where you're able to have those conversations. Yeah, for sure. Because you have, like, you have to have that person convinced that you might actually not be a piece of shit. And you've got to mm -hmm. tread a pretty fine line. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe that's a, maybe that will be my interjection in public. I'll just see someone just being wildly unhappy and saying outrageous things and I'll just go up to them and say, are you unhappy? Have you taken some time to reflect and decide if this is really how you want to behave? Let's see how that goes. What what response do you expect from that? Like, what's best and worst case? Mostly, probably like stunned at first, and then like try to get out of it by saying something mean to me, and like you know to put me down. <laughs> like that's probably what I would will say. you weather will you weather the meanness and will yeah. and how do you respond to the I'll mean comment to the uh. I'll just smile at them 
and say, oh yeah, add that to the list too. I'm like, is that what you mean to a complete stranger? <laughs> right. Like the, the things that you're choosing to say, like, is that actually reflecting on it? Like, what is your intent? What is the impact that you want or expect from this interaction? Mm-hmm. I don't know. People are, people are very want, like wanton with their assholery, I would say. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's a lot of that out there. It, it does. I struggle to understand the instinct to just like be mean to someone. And I guess. Yeah, to be an absolute ass just right away. Right, just like, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, like I'm very far on the other side of that one. Which I find uh, serves me quite well. Yeah, and I, yeah, I don't know. And I'm, I'm certainly capable of, of being an ass just generally. And it's not, it's not something, I mean, I don't frequently go for it, but it's not something that uh, is necessarily uncommon. Mm-hmm. But I also don't like try to hurt people ninety five percent of the time. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just not uh, aware. So I don't know. It's a uh... maybe those people aren't aware of the way that they're acting or how that might, you know, affect other people. I'm not sure. And like even so, even if you even if you bring up the point that like you know that you're like hurting people. Like, you know that, like, what you're doing is what you're preaching that you don't want to do. Like, I'd be interested by the justification of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe they just feel so hurt themselves. You know, just... like, oh, no, no, like, it's fine because they're, like, they're either one in a majority or two, like, uh, like, they're in a majority or they're some kind of protected class, like, not, like, not protected class. Like, like, you can't ever, like, it's not punching down if it's this group of people no matter what sure you know well hopefully so i don't know i'd be i'd be very interested in the justifications yeah maybe maybe we'll find kindness and i think i think you know just just having conversations with people we can i really do i think that we can get people to see the light that is you know you don't have to choose to be like this Definitely. Because it's a choice that you're making to, to interact with people the way that you are. Mm-hmm. And is that really what you want? Well, maybe your conversation hey, shows that even if things go poorly at first, you know, maybe uh, your buddy will rethink his racist assumptions. <laughs> yes. I don't yes. Think, think of it quite yeah, like that, indeed. But, uh, indeed. Yeah. I don't know if he would reflect on it quite like that either, but... Uh, one second. Yes, sir. Hey, Joel. Nice to meet you, Joel. Nice to meet you. All right, one second. I'm on the phone. Oh, no worries. All right, Sean. I'll talk to you later, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Talk to you. Bye. All right. Love you, man. Love you.